Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Lion Trust Multi Asset Podcast. I'm James Smith, and as ever, I'm here with our head of multi asset, John Hustleby. Hi there, John. Hello there. Um, carrying on from our, our last our last podcast, we were um, talking about um, John's recent visit to the Morningstar Investment Conference in Chicago, and looking at some of the, some of your your key takeaways. Uh, so we're going to be carrying on with that um, this time. Um, John, you you talked about um, last time. You talked about the U.S. One of the key reasons you like to go to this conference is because the U.S. tends to be the the leader in most things when it comes to investment and finance. One area where you don't see that to be the case is in is in ESG. Could you could you um, talk a little bit more about that and how what how ESG was represented at, at this year's conference, perhaps compared to previous years? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean. This conference is held in Chicago. As I said, it's held uh, in the city where Morningstar has its headquarters. Uh, um, the actual venue is the the McCormack Center, and it's a it's a massive conference center. And um, and on the week of the conference, Morningstar's not the only one. There was a home improvements conference going on, but it's got plenty of space for conferences all over. So it is a big area with two thousand people. You you can imagine that. And, and around as you enter into the uh, the conference uh, arena type, so to speak, there are uh, fund managers exhibiting. And for the first time, and I said it's been going for a number of years, for the first time, it was predominantly uh, people uh, or asset managers, I should say, uh, exhibiting sustainable, ethical ESG products and services. And, um, you know, I haven't seen that before. You know, I think that, you know, clearly in Europe, uh, uh, we feel it feels like you know we're a, we're ahead of the game in that respect, and of course you know with some of the performance that we've seen, uh, you know 2018 was a particularly solid year for ESG. Uh, I can see how um, you know that's growing in its popularity as well. Okay, um, another takeaway. Another takeaway you had, and we'll we'll be we'll be putting out a blog um, over the next couple of days covering all of these all these takeaways so um have, have keep a keep a look out for that um i guess morningstar in the uk is perhaps best known for providing fun data fun research but the, it, it also provides global stock research um one of the one of the things that came out i think was um something about on the valuation of u.s equities which i think readers of your of your ongoing monthly commentaries john will know that you've got some some views about the US being perhaps as overvalued or, or um, performance being um, yeah, as relative high. To, yeah, yeah, relative to the rest of the world. It's, uh, you know, certainly the US now, well, since the global financial crisis has, uh, you know, has outperformed and, and there are reasons for that. As you said, Morningstar uh, over here, uh, I would say, uh, is, you know, we're more used to thinking about them as a, as a provider of data research and that research being very much around funds. Uh, however, they do bottom up, they do stock and they do bond, uh, bond research as well. That's interesting because it then allows them to create their own sort of valuation work as well. And I would say that Morningstar, I, I would say in terms of their, it strikes me anyway, uh, that their stock research has a bias towards towards value. Anyway, they can then create their own measures and their own uh, uh, metrics. And one of the metrics they presented was a metric that basically said that the US was 2% overvalued and the rest of the world was 2% 
undervalued. And that very much chimes with uh, our sort of view on the world. You know, um, up until 2015 or so, it was fair to say that we had a good weighting in the US uh, and, uh, you know, our, our target allocation uh, would have basically uh, pushed us slightly overweight. But since that period of time, you know, we very much felt that, you know, they are the richer assets and uh, throughout our process, you know, we're trying to basically be patient with our investing and as such, you know, looking for cheaper assets all the time. Now, I understand the reasons why the US has outperformed the rest of the world. Uh, you know, not only did they do QE uh, quicker, but they you know, got the growth going, going, uh, going faster than the rest of the world. So very much led, led the world out of the global financial crisis in terms of a recovery. And then, you know, they have uh, technology and they have, you know, some of the biggest sort of marquee companies in, in the world. And, and they've done particularly well. I think the question is what can turn it around? And, um, you know, I think a slowing of growth can turn things around. But I'd like to just sort of you know comment upon perhaps technology stocks, which really probably has been that cherry on the top of the cake for 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 the U.S. And you know, with murmurs of antitrust uh, law sort of coming around, and the U.S. has uh, plenty of history in that respect uh, of breaking up large successful companies, uh, particularly if they threaten national security or if they think it's going to threaten. They don't like monopolies uh, within the U.S. And I got a funny feeling that what's not the last we're going to hear about technology stocks and antitrust competition laws etc i think it will be the center of the 2020 uh presidential election so i think that technology stocks you know uh you know may come under pressure because of that okay um one of the key attractions perhaps of the morningstar conference is the opportunity to hear from lots of external speakers both from within investment and, and outside the industry one of the um sessions you you, you flagged up this time was a presentation by by morgan uh Housel, a partner at the collaborative fund on psychology of investing could you could you talk through uh some of some of the things you you learned you learned from that particular session yeah i mean i learned or i basically you know it was reaffirmed to me that you know uh, that uh, you know one of these key points was that Good investing is not uh, is largely about controlling your emotions rather than what you know. So how you behave uh, is, is 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 so important. And you know uh, the presentation he gave uh, to an audience, which was mainly obviously um, uh, uh, financial advisors in 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 the US, uh, I found very compelling. Uh, and some of those ideas. You know, surprise, surprise, might find their way into our presentations, particularly when talking uh, to to in, investors. Uh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of noise in the market. And uh, yeah, sticking to the fundamentals. Fundamentals for us: economic growth and uh, inflation. Okay, and, and another another speaker you, you flagged up. I think it's one someone you, you've heard on on a few occasions is is, is Cliff uh, Asnes, the the um, founder and CIO at uh, AQR capital management the uh, the u.s um quant specialist again could you talk through kind of what what, what he was saying what, what what he was what he was getting across yeah so this is all about transparency and uh i think uh you know there's a big case for of transparency particularly when it comes to quant 
uh, quant processes that when a quant process underperforms, because of there are so many moving parts to it all, it's perhaps a little difficult to explain the reasons why. So you have to stick with these things. You know, when uh, perhaps something which is more fundamental goes wrong, you can point to two or three stocks and some stories, and we all feel, feel a lot more comfortable about uh, hearing those sorts of stories. So when you hear from from uh, Cliff that uh, you know uh, that you know quant processes are about you know making sure that the data is there and sticking with it, uh, I think it's just some reassurance really uh, in terms about the fund selection process when it comes to those those types of picking those funds. Okay, um, you, you you mentioned a little bit earlier that um, an underweight to US has, has come into your portfolios more recently on valuation grounds. Perhaps the the opposite of that has been your um, liking for emerging markets over the last few years that have perhaps been been undervalued. Um, I know there was, there was a debate at the conference between a couple of emerging manage emerging market managers um, talking about the the merits of managing these funds. Um, in a single location gets multiple locations and also about transparency again could you maybe talk us through uh, the the ins and outs of that particular debate and and, and what what came out of that yeah I don't think it's a new debate I think it's a debate that uh, that we've both heard before you've yeah. probably interviewed people Absolutely. around this as well you know yeah. um, you know we, we have emerging markets uh, managers successful uh, you know uh, based in Scotland for many many years so you know uh, and uh, or should they be um, you know, focused out uh, in the sticks and you know, where the other large emerging market funds uh, was for, for many, many years. I think what struck me about it was the, uh, the development of those markets, the development of those markets, particularly in the standards of transparency and governance, probably means that the, the markets are now more mature and probably there is now more of a case now for being uh, sector and stock orientated rather than the macro country weighted and i think i probably was urging on on the on the side of that and in that respect yeah if you do it in scotland in london whatever or overseas i just think it's basically horses for courses the you know the investment style approach that you set up um you know does it make sense and uh, how you're going to run it okay great i think that um, finishes off the uh, the investment observations you had the last thing the, the last observation you had was about uh Chicago's uh, airport um, facilities. Yeah. Well, well, I think we talk about infrastructure. It's a, it's a bigger point in terms of talking about infrastructure spend in the US. And, uh, you know, when, when um, Trump first came into power, there was always talk about uh, infrastructure spend, bridges, uh, uh, roads, and airports. And, you know, there were so many reports at the time, have you ever been through a US airport? Well, Chicago is no different. I mean, I was up in uh, Aberdeen this week and uh, as I come through uh, Aberdeen departures, I mean, even they have a, a, a spanking new uh, sort of duty-free and, uh, you know, retail shops, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, um, you know, but Chicago Airport, which is a big hub, you know, really doesn't have very much at all. And it's very old uh, and looks very, very tired. But I think you have to remember that, you know, in the US, they use them as bus stations, really, at the end of the day. Not many people are going there for destinations. They're not really going for their duty-free. They're going to catch their flight. And most people are running around most people are running through security and uh, running for their flight uh, you know perhaps the big retail opportunity that we have in the uk as we're off to the costa del sol is is, is different in in the us okay great um thanks very much john um i think hopefully over the uh last two episodes we've, we've given uh, listeners a, a sense of um 
the vast range of, of things you, you you hear about and, and talk about at this at this conference uh, will be as I said earlier we'll be we'll be putting out a blog on this and we'll probably maybe do be doing a couple of more pieces exploring a couple of the issues in yep. in more detail um, that's that's all we've got time for today so um, as ever I'll say thank you to John for, for your time and that's then great. thanks everybody for for listening thank you